Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Eric Branchett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Christmas Eve fell upon the snow-filled, quiet campus of Oakhurst College, and our characters each celebrated in their own special way. Dr. Elizabeth Egan prepared an evening of sanguinity and, well, let's say, some biting with Dr. Jeremy Renner, but when he answered his phone, she decided that it may be time to put her longtime lover-slash-blood bag aside and embrace the path set out to her by her fellow vampire, Abertok. She hung up the phone on Dr. Renner and made preparations with Apertalk. Though she despises her fellow vampire due to their ancient history, she realizes that he is her only hope to finding a cure to their vampirism. Kane visited the Rootstorm, located downstream of the sewage plant, to call upon Evelyn. He needed her magical knowledge to confirm if there is a way to tear out a piece of his soul and place it in a clear crystal promise ring that he had bought for Iris. Evelyn, horrified by the question, informed him that the only way to pull something like that off is dark magic, and very dark magic at that. Tearing a piece of your soul and placing it in an object is referred to as a tether. The only way to create a tether is to kill a sentient life, consume its heart, and perform an obscene blood ritual. The two left at odds as Cain disappeared into the night with a newfound dark purpose. Iris and Zack decided to have some good, clean Christmas fun by making snowmen all around campus to spread love and joy. Their snowmen turned out a little, uh, shall we say, unconventional, but they loved them nonetheless. However, their snowy children were threatened by a snowplow driven by an unnoticing janitor. Zack decided to be the hero and jumped up to the snowplow, burying his foot through the window, much to the surprise and horror of himself and the snowplow driver. Eventually, the snowplow driver agreed to help them paint the campus with joy by spreading snow everywhere for them to create snowmen. Iris and Zack returned to the treetops to have Zack's wounds and torn clothing tended to, where they ran into Cain. After Zack departed the couple to spend the Christmas alone, Iris and Cain were left to celebrate themselves. At the end of the night, Cain presented to Iris a beautiful red ruby ring, unbeknownst to her, with a piece of his soul slumbering inside of it. Well, I think it's safe to say this was one hell of a winter break for our AV club. <laughs> Let's throw them back into a brand new semester at Oakhurst. Welcome back, everybody, to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 20. As luck would have it. 
the camera opens on two repair workers inside one of the lower boiler rooms at Oakhurst in one of the Oakhurst College buildings. Uh, one of them is munching on a banana while he's like, you know, tweaking the wrench, just kind of like tightening everything, making sure it's good. And they're discussing what happened to a certain co-worker. You hear them go, hey, did you ha hear what happened to Sergio? Oh, man, 30 years of ladder experience. Best of the best. And his ladder gave out two days ago. Broke his knees, got canned. Bad luck, man, I'm telling you. Bad luck. He probably walked on under a ladder himself or something. <laughs> and you hear the other one go, Oh, who cares, man? That's nothing. That ain't nothing compared to Jared. Two days away from retiring. Not a single sick day in his whole life. Worker of the month, all that. And then uh, one of those catapults that the damn physics department kid built over the holidays for some extra credit. Broke an arm off the statue when he flicked it, causing it to make a shrapnel and cut his arm clean off. Bad luck, man. Oh, I'm telling you, bad Jesus. luck, dude. <laughs> they, they they continue talking um, and you see as our camera kind of pans up they're standing on a graded floor that seems to be kind of elevated above a bunch of the bigger boiler systems at the bottom and as this was happening in slow motion you see the one uh, who I'm going to call him banana guy and not banana guy so <laughs> banana guy goes no man I'm telling you Sergio had it worse the ladder totally folded up and he throws the peel on the ground in the middle of the graded floor and not banana guy turns around and goes, no, but you're not hearing my point. And as if it's in slow motion, he steps on the banana peel and slips on it in comical fashion and lands on a series of valves. And all of the valves go down and you see like the lights are like flashing now and the sound is going and you can hear the pressure in, in, in the steam room building. And he goes, oh my God, oh my God. And non-banana guy is freaking out and he looks at banana guy and he says, okay, here's what you gotta do, banana guy. <laughs> He's like, I need you to turn around. I need you to pull that blue valve. If you pull the blue valve, everything should be okay. That pressure will stabilize, but hurry. And banana guy stands up and turns around to the valves. And for a second, for the fastest second, he swears he saw something with a bob haircut with like those flat fucking bangs of total white hair and a smiling gray face with big bulging blue eyes looking back at him as if it just kind of wiped past his eyes and then went away. And he's like, oh, well, that was weird. And he looks at a series of valves before him and he hears the guy go, hurry up, pull the blue valve. And he pulls a valve with uh, strength and ferocity and determination. And banana guy turns around and he just sees the face of not, of not banana guy struck in horror as the thought occurs to banana guy. Oh my God. I'm fucking colorblind. Oh my god! <laughs> Bad goddamn luck. And on that, you hear the water begin to rupture as the room fills with steam and our camera <laughs> pans to black. And welcome back, everyone, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. This is, of course, our Monster Hearts campaign undergrad. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Awesome. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that we all have a group name now so I can say like hello AV Club. How's it going? Yes. Yay. It's, yeah, it's so good. AV Club. Finally. What does that stand for again? Ah, but that's the thing. You each have a thing that it stands for. That that's kind of the ongoing thing is that none of you agree what AV Club stands for. <laughs> Apples and vegetables, obviously. Apples, Apples and, and vegetables. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's too good. So uh, we're kind of coming back into, you know, the full second semester. Uh, the last time that you, the last time that you might have listened, we were, of course, uh, doing a Christmas episode and Kane was a little bit naughty. Shall we say? (laughs) But uh, as to what extent, who knows? We just have to wait and see. But for now, there's no time to wait because we got a second semester to go to. and We got a whole other set of academia to tackle with these wonderful characters. So why don't we just buckle up and get on, shall we? Heck yeah. Buckled up and ready. (laughs) Semester two of... Of uh, freshman year, holy shit, we are one-sixth of the way done, everyone. <laughs> We're going to be playing this for a long time. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, j- just so everyone knows, uh, in case you're American listening to this, uh, we do have honors programs in Canada, which are three years. I like the number three more than I like the number four, so fuck it. Uh, it's three years of, uh, it's a three-year degree, everyone. So anyways, let's go and do this. The once quiet campus of the holidays is now back to its usual full size of teachers and students rushing around getting ready for the new semester as it is the first day. Uh, So, you know, basically all the chaos is back, except there's snow and there's a bunch of snowmen that no matter how, like, you know, the snow has kind of come and gone and melted and, and come back, but these snowmen seem to have stayed through it all. And yes. over the few weeks, people have kind of added to these snowmen with different bits of clothing and stuff like that. So their costumes are evolving and like now they have like <laughs> wigs and a bunch of accessories and people have like signed their names on it. And, you know, uh, it, it's really just become like a campus thing. I imagine somebody's taken out one of the noses and then stuck it down on the groin area. Lots of carrot dicks, lots of <laughs> carrot dicks everywhere. So I would say, Iris, your goal worked. You've actually seemed to have brightened up the campus. People, it's it's a fun area now. Except Iris is confused when of the carrot dicks. She's like, oh no, the carrot fell. And she like puts it back up on the nose. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That was really feeling weird. Says no problem, <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> have a good day. First day, mom. Thank you. <laughs> So, so you know that you're each going to your different things. You all have your class schedules. So I will just kind of preface it with that. Kane, of course, you are back on set. Uh. Money and time that uh, does not stop. Even if Mo Picton is dead, the movie must go on, as they say. You're headed towards a production meeting to find out who's going to take over. That's basically what what they're meeting right now to talk about. So that's going to comprise of your first day. Uh, We have Zach. Zach, you are taking horticulture, so you're, you will have your first class with a professor by the name of Flora de Bloom, and she's going, she is a famed horticulturalist. In fact, she, uh, her famous book that you had to at least read the, pr- like, you probably just read the cover just to be like, oh, what's this? And it, it kind of just gave you a quick little synopsis and said that she grew up in a area of the country where nothing grew the soil was completely acidic and yet she found a way to create a paradise in her home because she just got a green thumb and uh, she's most famous for creating a brand new plant called euphoria Ooh, um, Ooh. color zach intrigued he thinks that's some sort of a drug plant so (laughs) he's very interested right now i would say right it at least piques his curiosity right (laughs) um and now we have iris lucky actually told you because you're doing independent study with lucky he actually Mm -hmm. told you that today you will be joining him at Florida Bloom's class as well, because she wants oh. you to start learning about the plants of the area. Oh, she's she's so jazzed. 
So you both will be going there. Kane will be going there. Um, Evelyn, you, of course, have your first class in history yes. as you're a history major. So you'll be studying the history of New England universities and kind of the New England area awesome. in which Oakhaven is, is located. And your class is taught by uh, Dr. Mamora. <laughs> nice. She is one of the most famed of the New England historians. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's kind of what's what's going on. So really nothing else has happened since the break. It was a very quiet Christmas, a very quiet New Year. Not a whole lot was going on. You you did hear like there have been a few kind of refurbishment accidents that have like happened. Like, you know, some paint crews, their their whole kind of great setup has collapsed, even though it's been like triple checked. And you heard that a boiler exploded, but nobody was, you know, severely harmed. They got a few bad burns, but like, you know, the two workers who were there ended up okay. You've kind of heard trickle of that uh but mostly it just things have been very odd um so as you're kind of all together in the quad as you meet up before your first day egan i'll say because you get there early you kind of poke your head out of the biology building and you see the group kind of gathering around okay um, so do you all want to get together before you head off? Yeah. Yeah, okay. sure. why not? Yeah, so you all kind of meet in the quad surrounded by snowmen. <laughs> do I see the Batman snowman? <laughs> it's a round egg ball. Like like think of think of uh, Humpty Dumpty. It looks a lot like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> what a metaphor now. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like I'm just like, "Oh, this is different." You can't hear that, but he, he's here. <laughs> I wonder where all these snowmen came from. What a wonderful prank someone pulled. Mm. It was me. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's not entirely accurate. And no, I, that's yes. Zach is correct. Zach helped me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Zachary. Very nice. You... You're helping. That, that's good. Dr. Egan, right. I can help you with whatever you need. Maybe uh, we should go into your office over a bottle of wine. Uh, no, hey. I'm good. Thank you. Oh, well, I mean, if you do, uh, you know how to find me, right? Um, Evelyn, can you give me a dark yeah. roll, please? Okay. That's a nine. Okay, so as everyone's talking and chit-chatting, um, Evelyn, you're kind of like looking around, enjoying the conversation, looking at the snowman, and the refraction of the sun hits like a little bit of a red glow yeah. in your eye. And you look down and you see oh, that Iris no. has a beautiful <laughs> red ring on. And I, I notice it's the ring that Kane showed me and I notice the difference in color. I would say pretty much immediately. Yeah. Oh, no. um, I'm going to kind of say, hey, um, Kane. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question about the uh, movie you've been working on. Would you mind um, stepping over here with me for a minute? I don't want to interrupt the rest of the group. I'm probably not the person to ask. I, I, um... uh, Kane, no, you're, you've had a lot to do with the movie. Just come on over here, and I want to ask you a couple questions. Okay, and he walks over with Evelyn. She's gonna lead him like around the corner of the building so no one can see. As they walk away, just just as, as that happens, because like you know, they, it, it was a bit sus. So I feel like the yeah, group yeah, is yeah. probably like, oh, a what the fuck? Sus. Yeah, it was, it was a bit sus. <laughs> yeah, right? just a bit. Very sus. Um, yeah. So as, as she like pushes him, like, hey, let's go. Um, there's a small pop of glitter and like rainbow light, and you see Lucky is floating, starting at you all going, well, top of the morning to y'all, and happy second. Semester. Good morning, Lucky. How was Hi. your Christmas? Oh, it was wonderful. I spent it with a bunch of nymphs in Northern Ireland. I have hickeys everywhere. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing. It was lovely. I love love kisses. <laughs> 
Me too! Speaking of which, Iris, are you ready for your independent study today? Yes, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, all I've done is a sculpting class, but I'm up for anything, really. Well, this is going to be exciting. Today we're going to learn about the plants of the area, and I, uh, I'll have to, uh, you know what, when we get there, I'll convince Dr. DeBloom to just let you in for the day. How about that? I would love to learn about plants. I love plants. Hey, Dr. DeBloom's class. I'll be there. Probably. <laughs> Probably? <laughs> Dr. Egan, what are you doing today? Oh, well, my usual. I have uh, quite a bit of research to do in my office. In fact, I was going to ask if I could duck out and, and head back to my lab. Oh, Dr. Egan! Yes? Do uh, oh, D Dr. Egan! Um, running towards you, who trips over, like, one of the carrot dicks had fallen out and is oh. rolled on the ground. And Watch he's like, Dr. Egan! He slips on it, and he goes, like, Ew. face first in the snow, and he, like, struggles. And you poke up, and you see the bald head of uh, former Dean, Don Dean. Oh! <laughs> Hello! Hello, Dr. Egan. Um, so, Dr. Egan, I'm going to have to borrow you. Excuse me, students, but I need to borrow your doctor friend here because you have a visitor and he says it's very important. It's the money guy. Ah, I see. I will be right there. Um, I'm going to see my friends off and hmm. I will be in my office very shortly. How about that? All right, I'll meet you in your office. Come on. And he kind of runs ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right, well... As you saw, I have to go attend to some business. Now, you two behave. Hmm? <laughs> Especially you, Zachary. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, for, for you, Dr. Egan, anything. <sighs> and, and just so you know, he made the Batman snowman. <gasps> that was you. I, why does not, not surprise me at all. Um, I'm not the hero O'Caven needs. I'm the one it deserves. <laughs> You are the hero, she yells, just out of nowhere. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome, son. <laughs> oh, Iris, I just noticed you have a beautiful ring on. Yes, um, and she, like, goes and, like, looks over to where Evelyn dra dragged Kane off of, just kind of confused, and then looks back and says, Yes, um, Kane got it for me for Christmas Eve. It's, um, I'm, I'm just so excited. It's, um, it's kind of, like, his like promise to me and it just oh. makes my heart so full every time I look at it. Isn't it nice? And she holds it up. So I kind of look closely at it and do I sense anything like from the, like, cause it was, uh, I'm assuming it was made of blood. So would I kind of sense that there is something bloody about it? No, honestly, Egan, you go to feel this and out of all of your magical knowledge and kind of, no, you feel nothing. This is nothing out of the ordinary. It just feels like a really lovely, ring if anything it was given out of love you can sense that oh oh that's lovely very nice i feel so lucky i just feel so oh, i just never thought this would happen here i'm mm -hmm. very happy i where where do you think they went off to I'm... Ow! and from across the lawn you see there's a patch of, of dark ice that seems to have like not been there about a second ago because like four people all slide onto it and crash into each other and make like little pile on the ground. Oh, no. um, that's all. It's just like oh. a little thing. Oh. Anyways, we have to get going to class because we can't be late, can we? Oh, yes. Iris like looks over to where Kane and Evelyn are and just goes, okay. Oh, okay. Don't um, worry, Iris. You'll catch up. But right now we need to focus on your studies. All right. right. Uh, you, you two total off. Um, I'll see you later, okay? Okay. Okay. Come on, Zach. Let's learn about plants. Iris and Zach, tell me what is the most important thing that you think that plants are for in this world? 
Conversations. Well, sometimes if you smoke it, fun shit happens. <laughs> well, those are two very polarizing answers. Okay. Uh, anyways, we're going to start to... Iris, I really want you, when we get in there, you're going to have to start to focus to break up all of the different sounds and different voices. You need to start becoming one in harmony with all of nature's melodies. Okay, let's go. And he leads you to the greenhouses. And our camera kind of wraps around the building that Evelyn pulled Kane behind. Oh what are you doing? So, yeah, as, as soon as they get behind the building, um, Evelyn just shoves him as hard as she can. Ow. And yes. looks at him. You bastard, you selfish piece what? of shit. What, what did the... you do? <laughs> yes, Evelyn. I told you not to deal with that dark magic. I... And you completely disregarded all the warnings I gave you. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I saw no, the I... ring and I saw how it changed. I know what you did. Okay, at that he kind of just looks at her for a moment, still wearing his aviators. Um, <laughs> he, he takes him off and he says, okay. Yes, I broke my promise to you, okay? I did do the ritual for the ring. I'm sorry, but I have to. You know what, Kane? For once, I had a group of people that I thought I could trust. And you completely broke that. That's it. I'm going to work with you as part of the society, but other than that, nothing else. Evelyn, hold on. So, no. I need you to trust me when I say that what I did was for the best interest of the group, okay? Oh, you think it, but you don't understand that dark magic. No, you, Evelyn, and no. he actually, like, gets angry. He's like, you don't understand a thing about the things I'm dealing with, okay? So I just want to make a moment of this. As you raise your voice, Kane, Evelyn, from your perspective, because you're still holding on to, you know, his shoulders or his shirt or whatever, mm -hmm. you get this flash this image that just kind of interrupts and clears everything else away. You see this boy in this looks like an early 20th century school uniform, boarding school and he's got this smile that wraps up to his ears with these glowing green eyes and these green flames all around and it just shocks you enough that you kind of have to let go and huh. Kane continues I understand that you know a lot about dark magic but I think this goes beyond dark magic okay? I, he, okay, Kane's gonna say something that he was, uh, he has a secret and like, he really doesn't want to say it, but like, he also doesn't want Evelyn to fuck things up. So I think he's gonna, okay, he says, okay, Evelyn, I'm about to tell you something and you have to swear to me that you will not tell anyone because it could seriously ruin everything. I promise I won't tell anyone. And I keep my promises. <laughs> the only reason I'm at this school is because I made a pact with a demon half a year ago. I, to make a long story short, I come from nothing, I am nothing, I am no one. And this demon gave me the ability to come to this school, have money to pursue a life, a life that I never had before, but it comes with a price. And that price has a timeline. And by the end of our three years here, I need to fulfill it. Otherwise, something really bad could happen to me. Um, I'm supposed to kill someone who is in love with me, take their heart, 
and bury it at a crossroads to seal my deal. <laughs> now, at first with Iris, I it was just to pursue that goal, I admit, because I was scared. I don't want to be dragged to hell, but I really love her. I care for her a lot, and I don't want to have to do that to her. So in <laughs> the end, I am going to hell. And I figured this ring is the only possible way that maybe I have a chance, maybe, to come back. And I'm sorry that you disagree with what I did, but I just couldn't do that to her. I hope you have a first day of class. And he's he doesn't even want to wait for an answer because this is a really intense moment for him. Um, he just wants to turn around and walk away. You turn around and walk away, and in the kind of total white of the snow, you get stopped in a moment, just in this quick moment of three flashes. And these images flash before your eyes, and you see someone's hand being held out as if they're trying to defend themselves. You see your hands covered in blood, and you remember, like licking your lips and tasting <gasps> iron oh my god and it just kind of stops you for a second and then you keep going not a great way to start the first day <laughs> he's already not looking forward to having to fucking hang out with the film guys of the tech crew they're the worst <laughs> so you you head off to set um and evelyn the bell tolls 9 a.m which means uh you are to head to the history building as soon as you can so i assume that's where you're going yeah, she just starts running over to the history building. Okay, you make your way over to the history building. Our camera cuts to Dr. Egan. Mm -hmm. Dr. Egan, you make your way to the biology building and you go downstairs. And just before you're about to walk into your office, you hear old Dusty go, Ah, hello, Dr. Egan. How's it going? Good morning, Dusty. How are you? Uh, another day, another dirty hallway, you know. Ah, how was your Christmas? It was pretty good, but seeing all those snowmen on campus made it better. Very good. Well, I have to go to a meeting. Okay. Oh, I think they're already in there. I saw two guys go in, just so you know. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, they nice. walked in like they fucking owned the place. I told them not to go there. I said, don't piss off the doctor, but hell, oh. I guess they want to piss off the doctor. Oh, thanks, Dusty. I, I appreciate you doing that. Later, Doc. And he Later. walks down the hall, and you walk up to your room, and you can see the shadows, and you can see the little bald head of the dean and the tall silhouette of who you know is Avertalk. And she kind of like takes a deep breath and walks in and uh, she says, oh, please, gentlemen, help yourself to a seat. Oh, you have. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry, doctor, but uh, Mr. Abertnot said that it was very important. And yes, doctor, I think that she knows. And with yes. like a, a finger, Abertalk lips off his finger and the dean just goes like his eyes glaze over and he just goes silent. <laughs> I can barely stand him. Oh, I know. You have to teach me how to do that. Can we maybe be alone and send him somewhere else? Since you've got him under your thrall right now? Well, the problem here, Elizabeth, is that he needs to be here because officially he's supposed to be. Just go in the fucking corner. And he just, like, flings his, his hand like he doesn't care. And the dean just stands up and, like, turns around and walks in the corner, just presses his nose against the wall. <laughs> Like Blair Witch style, kind of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're as alone as possible, so... So 
she walks over to uh, where her seat is, her her desk uh, chair is, and there she has like a little uh, mini fridge next to her her desk that contains her um, lunch. So she says she opens it up and she grabs a, a juice box, which is you know as we know not a juice box, and uh, she says, "Thirsty?" Yes, please. And she hands it to him, and she grabs one for herself. My thanks. Oh. Now, Elizabeth, it seems that we have some pressing issues. Mm, I have a pressing matter of my own. Uh, missing autoclave? You were supposed to have that in the, next, in the, the previous delivery. Yes, my apologies about that, Elizabeth, but we've had some troubles at customs. My people are taking care of it as we speak. You can expect it in the next shipment, but we have more. I have discovered that... Now, what I will say is before he starts, Elizabeth, the one thing that Abertok has been bringing to this mm-hmm. is he is vastly under-equipped for the science, but mm-hmm. he has magical knowledge that you can be- barely even know. Mm. And he's bringing a lot of his magical knowledge into this practical science. It's this very interesting tightrope that you're creating, this mm-hmm. almost new way of science. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I believe that... For the most effective trying of this method, we need to take advantage of the lunar and planetary alignment happening tomorrow at midnight. It will be the best way to combine the arcane arts with the science that we have been developing. I think that this is integral to our plan. Adam, I'm not sure we're ready yet. We have, we still have to do run a few tests. I don't think it'll be ready by by. You said tomorrow. We cannot let this planetary alignment slip past us, Baumol, he says with kind of a a grin using your real name. We do not know what this cure is capable of, if it is capable of anything. We are running out of time. At this point, the planetary alignment will give us enough power to imbue into this cure. We will at least know where we are at. All right, I, I will do my best. No one can do this besides yourself, Bum. Or shall I say, Elizabeth, we must press the issue. All right. Now, where where do I meet you? He takes a piece of paper and scribbles down uh, a room. And Egan, you just know this from your general knowledge of the college. It's like a sub, sub, sub basement (laughs) found all the way at the very bowels of the psychology building. And he says... We must prevail, Dr. Egan. This is of vital importance. We could be putting ourselves years behind if we screw this up. What? How much do you need me to bring? As much as you can. He stands up and, like, waves his hands and says, Follow me, you stupid pig. And the dean, like, turns around and goes, Oh, yes, of course. And <laughs> she laughs. After him. And they both leave. Um, so our camera kind of pans out, Egan, as you're preparing for that now egan um i want you to roll plus (laughs) oh no i want i want you to roll uh dark for me right now oh no i think yeah that's my worst stat okay Mm -hmm. so that would be a four wonderful so egan you stand up and kind of start to get your files compiled and stuff ready for tomorrow and you pull out one of your filing cabinets and as soon as you pull it out, like all the screws fall off and, and the whole cabinet just falls on the ground and everything oh. spills. <gasps> what? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> university equipment. Hmm, lovely. 
Uh, and what what's is there anything um like I'm assuming there's files all over the floor. Is there anything else in there? Nope. Just a rotten bit of luck. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so I bend over and I start gathering up my files. So our camera fades as you do that, and it cuts to Iris, Lucky, and Zach. So Iris, Lucky, and Zach, you are outside of the series of greenhouses. And you see that uh, Zach, um, Travis is obviously here with you. Hey, Zach, buddy, good morning. Dude, it's been, what, a couple weeks? How you been, man? Dude, Christmas Eve, honestly, was great, man. You know, um... Yeah, lo- lots of part. I only got busted with pot a few times, so that's not bad. <laughs> and um, I uh, I stole a mall Santa's outfit. It was awesome. Dude, fuck yeah. Zach reaches out his hands for a high five. Oh, yeah, man. He gladly gives those high fives. Um, Hell yeah. And he's uh, just f- finishing out um, a roach. And he's like, you want some? Uh, yeah. Oh, hello, Iris. Oh, hi. She's been, like, listening. I'm assuming she can just hear so many plants right now, Eric, Okay, right? so, yeah, like, like through the glass, you can hear, like, <laughs> like, just, like, the, the, the echoes of all these sounds that are, that, you, you can't hear clearly, but you, you can hear that they're coming. And Lucky goes, do you see? Right there, Iris, you will learn all of the melodies of the area through there. I don't know. I think it might be too much for me to handle. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to focus. There's so many voices. Oh, actually, that reminds me. And he he pops out away from you. And Iris, you can see at the front of the greenhouse as other students are gathering around. There is a woman at the front with like curly blonde hair. And she's wearing kind of a bunch of gardening equipment. And Lucky just pops over to her. is like hovering next to her ear. And you just see him whisper something. And her eyes kind of glaze over for a second. And she goes... Iris Greenwood and puts that down in, in her like list of students. And Lucky pops back to you and says, you're taken care of. I got you enrolled for the day. Oh, good. Are, are you sure she's not going to get in trouble for having me on the list? Oh, she'll be fine. I'll take care of it. Okay. Remind me again what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to try to quiet the voices that I hear. Just get to oh. know the plants, listen yes. and become one with the harmony of all of their sound. One with the harmony of all their sounds and learn about the plants. Got it. All right, everyone. Can you please all come to the front? Says F- Dr. Flora de Bloom. And she has everyone come to the front. She goes, Well, aren't you all just cute little buttercups? My name is Flora de Bloom. And I am, well, they say, one of the greatest horticulturalists in the Western Hemisphere. Who likes to grow things? Iris raised her hand immediately. Zach raises his hand immediately. <laughs> Travis, still with the roach, pops his hand up. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that you all came here because we're going to learn a lot together. If my name isn't Florida Bloom, and uh, I do have a special surprise for everyone, so without further ado, follow me. And she opens up the greenhouse, and Iris, as soon as she does that, just (laughs) all the sounds of plants just, like, hit you in the face. I feel like... Iris like smacks, like she stops walking and like basically like Zach like smacks into the back of her and just puts her hands over her ears and goes, oh my God, I don't think I can go in there. Hey, dude, listen, I don't normally suggest this for you, but mm-hmm. why don't you just try smoking just a little bit? Maybe it'll calm your senses. <laughs> Is it like those mushrooms that are magic though? Because I don't really want to see things. <laughs> listen, man. Those mushrooms were like, uh, as Travis would say, whoa, 
far out, dude. This is like a three out of 10 compared. Okay. Oh yes, I, did. I mean, I did try some in the bathroom forever ago. And she's like, but she's so desperate. She's like, okay, fine, give it to me, give, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, now just take a slow, she, easy drag. She takes like the biggest inhale and then immediately starts coughing. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, yep, I was afraid of that. Okay, you know what? You're probably fine. Do you hear anything anymore? Well, on the bright side, it's gonna be way more interesting now, so. Here, let me try one more time and she grabs it back. Oh God. <laughs> so at this point, I'm gonna give you the condition high. Great. <laughs> okay, all right, I can do this. This is gonna be fine. Okay, let's just keep walking. So as you both make your way in, can you both roll plus dark for me? Dark? I'm bad Ooh. at that. Oh my God, a one and a three. I'm cursed. Oh no. Jesus. I got a 10. Okay, awesome. So, Iris, you walk in, and, like, it's it's great. Like, I mean, you know, besides all the sounds, but you you walk in, and, and it sounds like all of these voices are kind of talking over each other in this massive cacophony of voices. And Lucky whispers in your ear, and he says, Close your eyes and focus. Focus what's going on. Because you rolled so high and dark, I'm going to give you this bonus, too. You you close your eyes, and you start to, like, listen to, to all of the the plants and you're you're getting better at kind of differentiating them and 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 you see like a veganist fly trap um closest to you is like hello hi <laughs> my dear what is your name iris greenwood <laughs> iris well iris and zing i'm a fly i'm gonna fly i'm flying and the flies like drops on him he goes hold on a minute please i'm flying <laughs> <laughs> and it just like clamps down. <laughs> I'm not flying. Help it! I feel like she grabs. She like grabs Zach's arm and like squeezes it so hard. So, <laughs> Zach, you roll a three. You you feel the the tug of Iris, and you look, and you just see a Venus flytrap eating a fly. It's really all kind of mundane from your perspective. But uh, you you do turn around, and uh, there's some hanging pots, and you just crack your nose right off of one, and Ooh. you actually break the pot, and it shatters on the ground, and like a bunch of dirt goes everywhere. And Flora goes, "Oh my dear, please clean that up, my young friend. You got to be more careful where you're going." So you're gonna take one harm from that as you cut your nose. Just a bit of bad luck, man. Iris, 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 Iris and goes, Hey, do you want me to heal that for you again? Uh, maybe a little later. We really shouldn't be doing that in public, you know? Okay. Iris, you then hear the sound of a sunflower plant, like, a little ways away going, Hi! Hi! She says, like, really loud. Uh, the whole class, like, stops and looks <laughs> back at you. <laughs> you have Just... a pretty smile! Thank you so much! Thank you! You're wow. welcome! Love I just you. love love! I love love! Look at my ring! <laughs> so Flora goes, excuse me, could you stop talking, please? I'm trying to begin my lecture. I'm so sorry, I was just talking to the plants. Okay, so... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> she, she, she tries to seg she tries to segue out of that and goes, "Well, here's the surprise that I was gonna give y'all today. Today we were gonna be talking about some of the weeds in the area, but because this sucker only blooms twice a year, I figured I would show you all my famous plant, Euphoria." <sighs> And she takes a step back, revealing Euphoria. And what it looks like is it looks like a very tall, silver pale plant. 
with these like almost slightly tinted gold leaves and flowers on it. Um, Iris, from your perspective, you just hear like, <laughs> I am Euphoria. And um, the whole room gets filled with this like sweet smell. And she goes, Euphoria is something that I devised with my own horticultural arts. And it is said to relieve any sort of pain, bring anyone back from uh, incredible moral injury, and also give the person who consumes one of their flowers an intense, unaltered euphoric experience. Whoa. <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, um, are there any seeds? to this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she goes, well, aren't you a curious Kathy? But y actually, yes, this flower does bloom twice a year in the moonlight, like I said. It's around midnight and it blooms, and tomorrow night is actually the night that it's gonna bloom again. And it doesn't bloom for another half a year after that, but inside the flowers there are some seeds. And uh, the seeds are what you grind up and you can use for all your euphoric and pain experiences. And it's also not any sort of pharmaceutical, so it's clean. Wow. <laughs> Iris raises her hand. Yes, dear. This man, and she points at Zach, has hurt his nose. May he have some of the euphoria, please? <laughs> I wish I could give it out now, but as you can see, it hasn't bloomed yet. And you see that oh. the golden flowers are, they're starting to crack as if they're opening up slowly, but they're still closed. But you can see the this like shining silvery energy in it as if it's getting ready to bloom. And she says, but if your nose is still hurting after tomorrow, maybe I'll have some for you. Wow, that'd be great. I totally love that. Psst. Hey. Psst. Hey. Travis is like leading on you, Zach. Zach? Yep, yep, yep. What do you say tomorrow night we uh, <laughs> get some seeds for ourselves, huh? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't really work for me. I have plans for tomorrow night. Hey, um, <laughs> actually, I was gonna ask if you wanted to come and, uh, you know, get some stuff. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You're like skipping together and jumping up and down. Iris um, starts yeah. joining them, not knowing what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're all enjoying horticulture so much. Um, excuse me? Yes. Um, I was just wondering, um, what's, th what's that plant's name? Euphoria? Does it have another name or is it just Euphoria? I just want to make sure I'm calling it by the right name. I call it, f sometimes I call it Yuffie. I am Yuffie. <laughs> it likes that name. Um, what are the plants native to the area? Oh, well, that's everything that's around here. You see, we have a bunch of different types of flowers and trees, of course, and, and the mm. oak tree and the maple trees are wonderful up here, and we have some wonderful weeds as well. Why don't you just, just do a, a walk around and, and, and take a look? Everyone actually, yeah, we're going to take the next 10 minutes. Please take a look and become familiar with all the plants in the area located across these tables, and if you want a closer look at Euphoria, you just come and step by. <laughs> So we're going to cut away from you for a second. So as everyone starts to kind of explore, and uh, I assume Zach and Travis, you're kind of taking a look around what the surrounding area looks like. Yeah. Hey, Eric, uh, can you describe what the entrance looks like? Well, uh, it's it's got like one main door, but there's a bunch of windows as, as like all those greenhouses tend to have, right? So like pretty much everything is like a potential window. Yeah. Hmm. 
Is it possible for Zack to leave a window open for easy access a little later? Uh, yes, I would say so. So Zack's gonna nondescriptively uh, lean on a corner of a window and just sort of nudge, uh, nudge the hinge open. And then note which one he does that to. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to say that because there's so much going on right now, you easily do that. You don't have to roll for that. So as Zach opens up the window, we're going to pan over to Evelyn. Okay. Evelyn, you make it to the history building, but what's weird about it is everyone is outside in the cold, like shivering. Mm-hmm. And you hear, now, I'm so sorry, everyone, that this seems to be the case, but... Uh, It appears that the building is locked and the key guy just dropped all of his keys down the water sewer grate over there. (laughs) (laughs) Hear him go, my, my keys. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we can't call him the key guy anymore. (laughs) But that's no matter. You know what? I don't have time for this nonsense. We're going to do a little lecture right out here. For those of you who don't know, my name is Dr. Mamora. And I am one of the, well, they say, the most celebrated New England historian of my age. So <laughs> maybe one of you will come to supplant me. We shall see. And her eyes just cross you, Evelyn, as you're like one of the last ones to make it because of your chat with Kane. And she goes, we will begin our lecture with some of the history right here. Um, can anyone tell me who that is? And she points at a bronze statue. And Evelyn, you turn around too. Mm-hmm. And you see that it's of a young man with a full, like, very long hair, probably down past his, it's about, like, to his mid-back. And he has this, these, like, scrolls, like, graduation scrolls, and he's kind of offering one out in this pose. Um, and he's in, like, a, a long, um, old suit that uh, looks similar to what the chairman wears in terms of its age. Okay. He doesn't look like the chairman, but similar enough to the age. Right. She goes, can anyone tell me who that is? And after about 10 seconds of waiting, the whole class kind of look at each other and aren't sure. That is the statue of the founder. Not many of you know this. uh, I'm sure it's not readily told, but there are stories that out of nowhere, and there is a bunch of local... Uh, myths in various towns in this area to support this, but all that's known is that at some point in the 1700s, a figure came out of nowhere and um, they said deliver knowledge to some of the more backwards and superstitious towns of the New England era, as you know, a lot of the witch trials happened here. Um, A lot of science was not readily viewed as positive in this person that they called the founder came out of nowhere and brought knowledge with him and gave a bunch of these town knowledge and they say that he set up the university here and that's how Oakhurst began and ever since it's been run by one president after another increasingly boring and all of their history far too uh, scribed but the founder remains a very mysterious figure that most of us who are in the history field just simply say is a folk tale but some insist opposite are there any questions? Evelyn's going to raise her hand. And she's... <laughs> yes, you at the back. <laughs> she's in... Does he have a name other than the founder? <sighs> with the... See, the more that we go, the more that we have different names. We have some towns call him the giver of gifts. One of them even swears that he is Santa Claus, but that just seems ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, it, it just seems that the towns in this kind of tri-state area all seem to discuss some sort of figure coming out of the dark woods and bringing great knowledge and uh, 
building a center of learning that we can only assume is Oakhurst. So when they were trying to build up the PR, he makes a very good PR tool, as I'm sure you can imagine, very mysterious, and the class kind of laughs. And she goes, is there anything else that you'd like to know, young lady? Um, if we were interested in learning any more about this lore of the founder, are there any books that you would recommend? Yes. And she kind of was t- taken aback a little bit and goes, huh. Would anyone else be interested in learning about some of the history of Oakhurst? And a few of the other classmates raise their hand, and, and you hear, Me too! As you see, Maddie has taken the class, and Maddie, like, yes. Maddie, like, gives you, like, a wink. Evelyn, she's, like, on your side now. Evelyn just kind of gives her a little wave, like, Hey, thank you. I think it would be a wonderful idea if we could learn more about the campus that we're on. Well, I... Maybe I'll relook at the curriculum and see what I can do, and we can squeeze in some more Oakhurst lessons. How about that? Rather, th- I mean, it is technically in the New England history, so I don't see why not. Thank you. That would be wonderful, Professor. Um, I'm new to the area, so I would really enjoy learning more about it. That's wonderful. Well, I, I can give you this. You know, I don't know much more, but I do know that they said that the founder was, again, just mind you, this is superstition. <laughs> But they say that when he was done, the founder simply left exactly how he came, back into the woods, off to deliver knowledge somewhere else, I suppose. I wonder where he landed next. Well, you know what? I don't know all about you, but I am freezing my ass off. So why don't we call today's lecture now? It will just be a short one. My keys! (laughs) Anyways... Um, Class dismissed. Everyone, please find any books that you can regarding the history of Oakhurst, and I will see you in a few days. Class dismissed. And as the class is dismissed, um, Maddie runs up to you and she goes, Okay, so we we, we gotta go to the library. We gotta shift. Let's go. Oh, um, yeah. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Um, Yeah, and we can find some good books, too, about the area. That's cool. Oh, hey, um, Maddie, I, I meant to ask you, how were your holidays? Oh, um, they were okay. Um, you know what? I didn't really work a shift at the library over the holidays, so I didn't get a chance to give this to you. Um, but I just have a little Christmas gift for you. You got me a gift? Well, yeah, I mean, it's Christmas, and, you know, I I appreciate all the help you did with getting me ready for our project, um, the Richard Simmons project, so I just wanted to, uh, thank you. She rips it open. And And what is she looking at? It's a little um brown leather bracelet and um the charm on it is a little silver sheriff's badge you see a tear fall down her face and she goes thank you evelyn that was um and then she just hugs you oh um you're you're welcome well i guess we should get to the library get to our shift and find some of those books okay let's go and you and your surprising ally, after all of this, Evelyn, head to the library to begin your shift. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta, we don't offer wings, we don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft and LaSalle on Malden Road. 
And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast and Skipping Stones Theatre, a Toronto performance group, present to you our very first secret episode collaboration. Join your favorite Oakhurst heroes and some new guests for a total of 11 players for an epic day of camping filled with fun, familiar camp activities and some monster hearts, mystery and twists thrown in. This arc will feature three unique episodes. The first episode will be available for free. That's right, free. The other two can be available to you for just $3. For more information, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com or you can visit any of our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. We hope to see you there for Undergrad's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Kane, you walk into an already lively room. As the room is descending into arguments and you hear Specs go, well, I think that I should be put in charge as I completely understand the history of film. And that's just a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear some like voices echo and you burst through the door and the whole room stops and looks at you. Happy New Year, fellow filmies. <laughs> um, and he just sits down. <laughs> so what's the, what's the hot topic today? Uh, well, we're trying to figure out who is taking over, Spex says. Me, obviously. And he stands up and goes to the front of the room. What? <laughs> Fucking excuse me? <laughs> Spex stands up and walks again to the front with you and goes, I think that this should be a vote. Uh, as the assistant director, I feel like if the director dies, I don't know if this is in any contracts or anything, but uh, I'd probably take over. So I don't think there's any need for a vote. Um, I think it's kind of predestined, you know, predetermined. So uh, we're just going to get to work today, folks. And have Actually, a great day. I disagree. Does anyone else disagree? And Specs kind of like looks at the rest of the group and you see people are shifting their eyes and Aurora Stella just goes, Oh, for God's sake, just decide already so we can be done this miserable production already. And she's just like sitting there. And then you hear Rudd Plains Bud go, Well, you, you know what? I actually kind of like him. <laughs> Thank you, Rod. <laughs> I put a lot of work into you, kid. You're going to be a star one day. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm going to be like Lawrence Olivier. Well, focus on creature parts. We'll start there. <laughs> the next poor is Karloff, baby. <laughs> sure. I, whoever that is. And he can't turn it back. <laughs> well, uh, okay. If we want to have a vote, I guess we can. I'm not going to force you all to just choose me I, I, so let me tell you why I'm better and he kind of like steps in front and, and cuts you off and he's pacing and he, he pulls out like a, a uh, he pulls out his, his laser pointer and he goes lights please and the lights drop and like you don't even know who turns it on but a fucking slide turns on and he's kind of like guiding through his presentation and he goes I and it's a picture of him no more film <laughs> <laughs> and anyone else that I know, I am the president of the film club. I can tell you all the Oscar winners ever, and I can break down a shot like nobody. And then there's my opponent. Next slide, please. And then just a picture of you, Kane. It's a really ugly picture. Like, no one, you don't know how they got it, but it's like you're trying to eat a hot dog, and the yeah. hot dog bits are, like, falling out. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> 
this is my opponent. He can't eat a hot dog or watch a film. And and, and he turns to you and goes, and really, you didn't know who Boris Karloff was? Look who we're dealing with. We're working with a monster picture. Let me, t I'm, I'm going to ask you, do you even know who Lon Chaney Jr. is? Tell me his most famous role. The lead one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. And Aurora just, without even looking, goes, oh my god, that was... I don't know who's worse anymore. They're just ridiculous. I can't help these two. Okay. So, yeah, maybe... You got this, Kane. I believe in... Oh, sorry I interrupt. I, oh, Rudd, you can't do anything right. You know what, Rudd? It's actually a good thing that you spoke up, because I wanted to bring you into this. You oh. know, think of me like like Rudd, you know? He, he does I don't I know wouldn't. the most... Okay, this is where you shut up, Rudd. Okay. <laughs> yes. Specs over here, he knows more about film history, and he can name all the Oscars, but honestly... Does that really matter when we're trying to make art? Do we want to just look to the past and think about all the stuff they made, all the stuff that's already been done? I mean, these films that we talk about, they were original 20 years ago. Now everybody's doing that stuff. I bring in a fresh perspective because I don't know anything. I mean, look at Rudd here. Nobody believes in him, right? We all we all agree. We don't believe in Rudd as an actor. But, but with the right care and in the right hands, something amazing happened. And Rudd, oh, I'm so sorry, Rudd. Uh, Something amazing can happen, though. A spark lit up in Rudd that day, when I actually gave him the time of day. And he played the best monster part that any of us could have played. I mean, just because he's different doesn't mean that he can't create something amazing. Just because I'm different and I come from a different background that's not necessarily based in film at all, doesn't mean that with my leadership that we can't create something new, fresh, and exciting. And that's what we want, isn't it? I want you to roll manipulate an NPC and okay. give, give yourself a plus one because that was actually a great logical argument. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, like, yes, it was full of bullshit, but it was, it was, it was really good bullshit. <laughs> wow. I rolled two ones. Oh, so, no. okay. I'm using Steph's good luck charm. I'm going to re-roll this crap. Oh, my God. I hope this works for you. <laughs> plus one. Eight. Okay, Still so <laughs> you, you, you deliver this stirring speech. It doesn't hit home to, like, a few of them. Like, the, the fact that you didn't know who Lon Chaney Jr. was really <laughs> set some of them off on you. And they're like, I don't know. And Rudd stands up and says, you know, sometimes when I think back about Kane treating me with respect, I think that it's one of the only things that's driving me forward in life. Oh. And then he just, like, sits down and his, like, costume squeaks because it's latex. <laughs> And you hear Aurora Stella go, well, it seems like either way, we're all going to lose whoever wins. So I'll, I'll go first. I vote for neither of you. I vote for this production to be done. All right, let's go. Who votes for Specs? That's not shut up, Specs. <laughs> Who votes for him? And about a third of the room raises their hand. And, and Rudd goes, what about my man, Kane? <laughs> and, yeah. and like, a, you know, a third raise their hand. And there, there's like two or three who are still on the fence. Is it people in the tech crew who are uh, apprehensive? Yes. All the catering for the rest of the film shoot is on me. <laughs> Extra sandwiches for the techies. The backbone of film. French dips. <laughs> You better be double dipping. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And, 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 and 
Specs is like, God damn it! Yeah! This is the third time in my life that French dips have fucked me over! Get with it, Specs. Money rules everything in film. All right. <laughs> okay, kind of collapse his hands. We got some filming to oh, do today. Oh, bro, and, and like Michael Bay, you throw on your fucking shades and walk out like a douchebag, and everyone just is like clapping. <laughs> and then the last thing Kate says is, all right, Specs, what are we filming today? What's on the schedule? Because <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Specs just like looks at you, and you see just his lips curl, and then they lax into a smile, and he goes, yes, of course, Mr. Director. Allow me to get the group together. Places, everyone! Ugh, I didn't like that, but uh, okay. <laughs> Kane, as, as everyone kind of gets to it, you hear like a little clap in the corner of the room, and you see two green glowing eyes looking back at you. Well, you've been gone for a while. Hey, buddy. <laughs> it's been a long time, you know. Sorry I was, I, I was away, but um, I just had to have my Christmas vacation plans. I spent the whole Christmas with Mo. It was wonderful. Yeah, I imagine it was. Mm -hmm. I poked and I prodded and I ripped and I teared and I broke. It was so much fun. <laughs> was that goal all around, all along just to kill him? I mean, why? What's the point? You know what? I, I don't even want the answers to these questions. Um, it's going to be really fun, though. I can't wait until you get to come in my playpen and we can play together. Ha. <laughs> I can't wait to show you how I can cut and break and scrape, and then you're gonna, you're, we're gonna be even closer as friends. It's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> Are you here just to taunt me? No, I, I, I just want to congratulate you. I saw that you won. That's so good. You're a big director now. <laughs> yeah, it sure feels like it. Is there anything else you need, or can I get on with my day? Well, okay, bossy. I'm just, uh, oh, it actually looks like you. Uh, and as as he says it, he goes are in for a nasty surprise in three, two, one. <laughs> and he it, it pops out of existence, and then you hear, like, watch out! And, like, three giant lights fall over. They're like, man, how oh. the fuck did those things were anchored down? What the fuck? Oh. That little fucking bastard. Dude, just rotten luck, man. I'm telling you, you hear someone say in the corner. Okay. Kane, Kane kind of notes that. He's like, okay, this guy's up to something. I should keep an eye out for these unfortunate bad luck incidents um kane just calls it um C catering's on me but i would talk to specs about the lights that's his department we're starting <laughs> french dips today bro that was the fucking deal all right go get them <laughs> so on that our, <laughs> our camera our camera cuts back to the greenhouses um iris and zach what are you up to zach is gonna kind of look around the greenhouse really get a feel for things this is probably the most studious he's ever been as a student. And he's going to get a little bit closer to the weed plant, you know? Oh, totally. And Zach, I can't exaggerate enough here how much you're learning from Flora, even in the first class. Just based on what she's telling you, you think that you have enough information to, like, quadruple your weed yield. This is what I'm here for. Iris, you hear from, like, the weed plants, like, Hey, man, how's it going today? I'm just vibing and no wanted to say, hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> she starts like climbing up on the table and just kind of like lays down, like wrapping, like hugging one of the weed plants, just going, wow, you're so relaxing. I feel like I could just fall asleep right now. I feel so chill. Your abs are so wonderfully tight. You don't even know, but don't worry, girl, I don't bite. 
She's like petting it like a cat and just like hugging the, like on the table, like laying on it, like <laughs> hugging the pot um, and just petting it. And I think she almost like starts to fall asleep. L Lucky kind of like pops next. She goes, so are you able to start hearing the harmony of the nature? Oh, what time is it? Ah, uh, you dozed off for like half an hour. What? Really? Oh. Yeah, the whole class has been looking at you periodically. <laughs> but you look so cute, I just let you sleep. <laughs> what do you think the lesson of today was? Um, if I smoke Zach's special plants, I can relax and hear more of the different plants that talk to me. Yes, one, yes. <laughs> but the other thing was to learn that even though the plants are sometimes your friend, when you listen to the weed plant and the sunflower and the Venus flytrap, all their voices are different. And what I'm trying to get at is, though you love plants, Iris, not all plants are going to feel the same way about you. You see, they're all different. In the Fey realm, everything is happy and go lucky and, and, and we love each other unconditionally. But here, that's not always the case. And here is a realm of pain and sadness, but it's also a realm of, of change. And that's something that we don't really experience in the Fey realm, is, is honest, real change. And that's something that this realm has more than us. Don't you see? It's all about give and take. Yeah, I think I've experienced some of that myself, actually, so that makes sense. What do you do with the pain? Well, I bury it down. And he smiles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, yeah. But you could also say a therapist. A therapist? Yes, we leprechauns have a very, very, very strong opinion about positive mental health. Oh. Yes. Well so I should find a plant that's really chill, like this weed plant. And she like points to it and she's like, I should talk to you. He seems like he's knowledgeable. I'll be your therapist. <laughs> See, do you hear that? So just give me your hand, baby, and do the twist. <laughs> oh. Maybe he wouldn't be a good and she like hops off the table. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, perhaps you should talk to that bonsai tree of yours. Maybe it will have knowledge and be a good person to talk to. A calming influence. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Lucky. I'm, I'm sorry I dozed off, but I do get the point of the lesson and I feel like I've learned something. That's okay. I hypnotized Flora to make sure she didn't disturb you. Hmm. Hey, are you wanting anything with that euphoria plant? You know... If you could get us a, a, a thing or two, that would be good. But mm, I have other things, you know. And besides, it looks like uh, Zachary here is kind of interested. And you see, like, I feel like Zach is just, like, kind of intermediately looking at the weed and, like, writing down a bunch of notes and stuff. And, like, really into it. And he, I'm feeling he's a bit more interested than me. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if he was going to try and pull something like that. Oh, well, not to worry. I. Oh, what is that? And he just stops and he like looks and he goes, did you, did you see that? Where? I just, I could have sworn. Oh, shite. And he just <laughs> pops out of existence. Oh, Lucky? And she's just like yelling it out loud. Lucky, where did you go? Excuse me, could you please not yell in my, that's the voice. Excuse me, could you please not yell in my class, darling? Oh, yes. Sorry. She's oh. obviously not under Lucky's kind of spell at this time. Um, yeah. Yeah, nope. I'm good. 
Okay, well, thank y'all. I think that's gonna be class dismissed. I need to spend some time with Euphoria. Make sure that she's properly ready for her to bloom. I am ready almost soon to bloom. Iris <laughs> runs up to where Zach is. Hey. 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 Um, Lucky said you're gonna try to steal some of the plant seeds. Is that true? That's assuming a lot from me. But yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, I don't really want to be a part of this stealing, but, um, I figured, I, do you, are you okay? Should I support you? Should I give you some encouraging words or something? If you want to come along, I'm not going to be stealing the plant, man. I mean, isn't the plant? No, man, that'd be like, that'd be like totally illegal. And I'm totally not about that, man. What, what I'm planning on doing is, mm -hmm. um, I mean, the plant belongs in nature, right? So we should probably, like, take some of its babies and bring it where the nature is, right, dude? You want to release the babies into their natural habitat? We also have to make sure that the plant's gonna be big and strong, right? So we can't just leave it out right? there. You know what? I volunteer. I'll take care of Euphoria. <gasps> That's really sweet, Zach. Oh, thanks. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm absolutely going for sweet. Okay, this doesn't feel like stealing, I think. I think I'm okay with it. Just remember, as long as you can justify it, it's not stealing. It's not stealing. <laughs> if we're not doing anything bad. Yep, I'm good. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the plan? Should I just go take one? Uh, what? No. Uh, uh, I mean, it's got to bloom first, right? Right, 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 right. Okay. So why don't we meet around 1145-ish? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, take a look around. If um if it just so happens to bloom and a couple seeds and things drop in our pockets, well, it'd be rude to just walk away without them, you know? Yeah, we'll have to thank it. Yes, you should always say thank you for people sharing. Exactly, it's sharing. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what it is. We're sharing the love. Oh, that's really sweet. Okay, 11.45. Okay, I'll see you then. <laughs> the clock goes off uh, and Flora goes, oh, well, I guess that is class time. Thank you so much for coming, everyone. And I'll see you in a few days. Y'all have a great day now. And the class ends. Um, uh, Iris, are, are is there anywhere specifically that you want to go after class or are you going to see Kane? Um, yeah, she's kind of curious what the fuck was going on with uh, with him and Evelyn. <laughs> okay. So I think she cool. might start heading back there because she doesn't see Lucky anymore, right? No, Lucky's gone. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I think she just starts slowly heading back to her dorm, I guess? Unless she goes to the film set, maybe? I don't know. Would she know where that is? You gotta pass the film set to get to your dorm. So as you okay. pass the set, uh, yeah. you do see uh, out, out of the door, uh, <laughs> with holding a French dip sandwich, comes Kane. Hey! Oh, hey. Uh, how's it going? I didn't expect to run into you. Is your class done? Yeah, yeah. Class is done. I may have smoked some weed, and then I fell asleep for half of it. But oh. it's all good. Oh. What? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I just got really nervous. There was a lot of sounds, but Lucky was there and then he left. Something happened, but I thought hmm. I'd come by and see how things were going with you. Um, not bad. I, I was made the the director of the, of the film now that uh, Picton's hey. gone. <laughs> she like gives him a big hug and says, oh my gosh, congratulations. Are you happy? No, but um, I'm doing it, so it's okay. <laughs> what do you mean? 
You're the well, art director. Yeah, it's just, to be honest, like, after first semester, I kind of realized I really don't give a, a crap about film. And I'm, I'm kind of just doing it because my, my, my demon put me into it, you know? Is there a way that you can, like, change your major? Uh, well, he's also asked me to become the director, so I, I, I kind of feel like I got to do this. It's just, uh, I'm used to just having to do things. It's honestly, like, oh. a, another thing to add to the checklist. No, no, no. Kane and she, like, grabs his hands and says, hey, if you could go back in time and pick any major you would have wanted at this university, what would it be? Huh. To be honest, I haven't given it much thought because I know I don't have a choice. Um... What's something you love? What's something that you're interested in learning about? I really like small-scale models of things. They, they, always, they always fascinate me. So... I, I guess, like, a, an architecture route would have been kind of cool. Architecture? Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe you should try and at least take one class or something. I mean, I want you to be happy while you're here. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll try that, actually. Yeah, I could try to squeeze it in. That, that'd be actually kind of cool. I, I could take, like, the popsicle sticks and stuff and put them together into little, little stairways and atriums. And, uh, you know what? We're getting off topic. I actually got to... Sorry, yeah. Um, it was great seeing you, though. I'll, I'll catch you uh, later at the treetop. Sure, yeah. I'm just heading there now. I'm trying to find Lucky, but I don't know where he went to. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I wish I could help you. I haven't seen him all day. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Kane, we, we, we need you for the next shot lineup, buddy. Okay. Hey, wait, Kane, one more thing. Oh, Is yeah. everything okay with you and Evelyn? Oh, yeah. No, uh, everything's good between us. Are you sure? 100%. All right, well, good luck, Mr. Director. And she, like, slaps his ass. Oh. <laughs> and then yeah. walks away. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Out of the three rule thirds, choose the second one. As he's yelling back <laughs> and walking by. So, wow, that's actually hilarious. Out of the rule of thirds, use the second one. That is, <laughs> man, <laughs> I hope that film nerds find that as funny as it actually is. <laughs> So, Iris, <laughs> you make your way back to the treetops by yourself, and you get back to your main room, and again, you haven't seen Lucky this whole time. He just disappeared on you at the greenhouse. And, like, no, no sign, no smell of him or anything like that. And as you're putting your bags away, you hear this pop in your living room, and you see that Lucky is there, and he's tied up in all these cords, and he's trying to hover around looking for a knife to, like, sever these cords kind of tied up in this rope. Clearly, he's he's kind of bonded in uh, something, and, and he's uh, trying panically to get out. He goes, you fucking asshole, what the hell's going on here? Lucky? Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Are you trying to do some sexy bondage stuff? Oh no, I wish there, Iris, but I'm afraid we got a big fucking problem. Yeah, you're tied up. That's not good. No, no, oh, 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 it, it all of a sudden makes sense. All of this, all of this bad luck that's been across the campus. I don't think it's coincidental. Oh, as she grabs a knife and starts, like, cutting his ropes. I don't know exactly what it is, but it smells weird. It smells like... <laughs> like mischief. Can Iris smell it? Off him? Yeah. It smells mm. like the Fae. Oh. Something from our world. I don't like the smell of it. And as you're both just aggressively sniffing the air around <laughs> to get a whiff of the Fae, <laughs> our camera fades outside to Zack. Zack, you're walking in the snow, passing by all these snowmen. You, of course, can't hear them, but each one of them is like, Hi, Dad! Hi, Dad! 
<laughs> as you pass by. <laughs> and Zach, of course, you know, going through your head is this, this basically, you know, uh, break-in that you're planning, this heist of a very, you, you know, euphoria, the secret plant. And as you're walking, you see Egan. And Egan, you're kind of also, I would assume, thinking about, you know, everything you gotta do, and you're not really sure about how this magic works, the, this vampire ancient mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. but, you know, you kind of just gotta roll with it, since tomorrow's your last shot. So when you two see each other, um, what do you both do? Hey, Dr. Egan, how's it going? Oh, hello, Zachary. Um, I was just heading to my car. I'm... Did you need something? No, I, I just wanted to kind of check in on you, you know? I'm just walking here, you're just walking here. We're walking together. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, where are you heading? Oh, I was just going to, you know, head home, clean up, and, uh, well, we got band practice later today, so, yeah. Um, Excellent. So did your meeting with uh, Dean, or whatever the fuck he is now, go well? Oh, yes, uh, Dean Dondino. Uh, what is he now? Oh, I can never keep track. We so many administrative positions. Um, it was fine. You know, it was just more administrative stuff and, and red tape and... Watch I, out! And oh, a frisbee goes flying over your both of your heads. Um, literally, there's no one, like, there is so much open room, but just bad luck. It just flew over both your heads, but he yelled enough that you both managed to duck out of the way. He goes, sorry, <laughs> just a really bad throw! On that, I want both of you to roll plus dark. You, you're both ducked down under the frisbee very close to each other. I want you to roll plus dark. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this that. is better. Three to five. Uh, so that's eight minus one is seven. I got a seven too. Hey. Wonderful. So you both see it. You crouch down really low. And what's weird is that you're looking at each other's eyes, but you're you're all of a sudden aware that there's another pair of eyes in this kind of triangle <laughs> all looking at each other. Oh and you see it, it's, it has white hair with a bob cut with these like straight ass bangs and these big bright cold blue eyes with gray skin and it's wearing a old Woodstock t-shirt with a bunch of mustard stains on it what? <laughs> and you hear it giggle and it's like <laughs> and it grabs both of your arms and winks and then it just goes away and you hear him go sorry about the frisbee man and they just run past the frisbee and everything's fine and I, I grab my arm and I'm just I look at Zach and I so here's the weird thing. When you look at your arm, it looks weird. And you oh. look at Zach, but you realize you're looking at your face. Ah! <laughs> yes. Oh, what the fuck? Oh. And Zach, likewise, you oh, no. pull back and all of a sudden you feel a lot taller and you're like looking down on you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Zach uh, looks to Egan, who is Zach, and looks to Zach, who is Egan, then looks down to his rests and then moves back to Egan who is Zach and just gives like this weird wide-eyed look dude and, and she's been like Egan as Zach is just like looking just absolutely dumbfounded just like what you you're me and and I'm oh uh and then she kind of like looks at herself and, and kind of pulls out her waistband and goes, Oh, God! Oh, I have. Uh, oh, oh, dear. Um, uh, okay. Um, well, one sec. I, I think that the euphoria plant has some sort of secondary 
secondhand sort oh, of thing. Okay. Obviously. So this is a hallucination, yeah. and and somehow I, I got what pollen that, that's making me hallucinate. Wait, did you see like a white-haired thing? Yes, bad bangs. Woodstock shirt, nice. <laughs> Hey, yes. hey, excuse me, excuse me, Dr. Egan. And they uh, run up to you, Zach, and they say, I'm, uh, I, I, I just want to say, I, I saw your lecture back when you did it last semester, and, and you know, uh, because of hearing your lecture, you fully convinced me to change my major, so I, I just wanted to say thank you. It's so great to see you in person. Ah! Uh, um, <clears throat> he looks to Egan, <laughs> and just goes, Well, uh, I'm glad that I could be of service to you. <laughs> oh my god, and hey, you're that musician! I saw you at Coffee Josh's! Oh, um, yes. Uh, I, I put on a really sick set, didn't I? Zack kind of nudges Egan in the back a little bit. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it's so great that, that, that I, I ran into both of you. I'm just going to say, you rock my socks off, dude, and Dr. Egan, you're a personal academic hero. Thank you. Right, well, toodaloo. And as he runs away and you two find yourselves in a motherfucking Freaky Friday situation, (laughs) our camera fades away. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.